Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. Guys, today, I'm not going to lie, this is probably not going to be one of my longest episodes, but what I do promise you is that it is going to be life-changing. Today, I'm going to reveal the secret to getting family members to complain less at the dinner table. That's right. You heard me. I am going to be teaching you my very own secret to getting my family to complain less at the dinner table. Now, because I am always honest with you, I am not going to promise that I can get them to stop complaining altogether. That would be something short of a miracle. But what I can promise you is that they will complain less. And for some of you out there, this is the win that you have been looking for. All right, so stay with me. It's going to come hard. It's going to come fast. And I promise you it will change your life. Now, when you talk about meal planning for the family, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm not here to stereotype, but nine times out of ten, that responsibility usually falls on mom right? Mom is supposed to figure out what to make for the week. She might make the grocery list, even do the grocery shopping and the cooking. Again, not trying to stereotype, but I see a lot of people in my office every week. And this is just what I see as an observer, not making judgment. There's nothing to judge here. It's just that's where it falls. I mean, let's be honest, in my own family, in my own house, I'm the one that creates the meal plan each week. I'm the one that does the grocery shopping. Jim helps out. He goes to Costco. Um, And more times than not, I'm the one that does the cooking. What is frustrating about creating the meal plan is I will ask every single week, everyone in my family, what do you want me to make you for dinner tonight? And I will hear crickets. Nothing. I don't know. Whatever you want, mom. And you know what? I call their bluff because that is just not even true. The minute I choose what we're having for dinner, everyone has an opinion about it. I don't want this. I don't like this. Why do you make this? Why can't we just eat something normal? Or whatever comment they have to say in that moment. You know, when I ask them, what do you guys want for dinner this week? You know, it's almost as if they think I'm not on their side. I am on their side. I like to cook foods that they like to eat, as do many people out there. The people listening to this, you can resonate with this. You're like, yes, yes, I want to make things that they like, but I also need to make sure that I have their health in mind and, you know, that something that's realistic with the schedule and what I'm able to, to throw together in time. You know, there's a lot of variables going on. 
And so when we put all this effort into trying to create a meal plan that's healthy, that tastes good, that most people in the family will like, you know, because who wants to make 40 different dinners each night? When everybody has an opinion or a complaint, it just feels defeating. And I think on top of that, not only does it feel like our family members are ungrateful for all the time and effort we put into it, you know, let's just talk about the meal for itself for a second, right? Let's be real here. Most meals take a little bit of time to prepare, even if we're doing the quick ones, still around 20, 30 minutes. And then if your family is anything like mine, it will, they will take three minutes to eat it, and then it takes a good 30, 45 minutes to clean up. There's a lot of work that goes into planning the meal, cooking the meal, and cleaning up after the meal. The meal itself, three, four minutes tops, especially if they've got somewhere to go. Now, I do know just during my interview process with different clients is some families have this deal that whoever cooks, the other person has to clean up. We don't got that going on over here at the Delgado house. Um, But I honestly, I can't say I mind doing the cooking and the cleaning up because that cleaning up time is like my personal time. Um, Yeah, most of my family members, they run out of the kitchen as fast as possible because they don't want to be asked to help. (laughs) So that time for me after dinner, cleaning up all the dishes is like my personal time where I can just throw on some music that I want to listen to or listen to a podcast and pretty much everyone leaves me alone. So it's not a bad gig. But let's talk about the task at hand here because I promised you I was going to tell you the secret to getting your family members to complain less about the dinner option that you put on the table. You guys ready? We need a drum roll. Ah, I'm trying to drum roll with one hand because I'm holding the microphone in the other. Did not work. All right. That was a major fail. All right, guys. Here it is. The number one secret to getting family members to complain less at dinner time is to post your meal plan for everyone to read. I know this is earth shattering. Hopefully you guys have your pens in hand. You have your paper. You're frantically writing down this sentence because I'm telling you it is life changing. You need to post your meal plan for everyone to see. The reason why this is so important is because it will give your family the time Ahead of time, not in the moment when you put the plate in front of them, but ahead of time, this will give your your spouse or your kids or whoever is living with you time to mentally prepare and do most of the whining in their head. And we want that to be done ahead of time, not at the table when it appears ungrateful. So I'm going to let you in on a secret, another secret. I promise you. Your family members are not trying to be jerks when it comes to dinners. It's just their expectations are not met. And I want to show you, or I should say, I want to give you an example. So it may be a helpful example to help you understand this concept a little bit more. So let's say, let's say you're in the mood to eat steak tonight. You just have this 
thought pop into your head, oh, I could eat a really good steak. And so you make plans to go to Outback, Texas Roadhouse, you know, wherever you like to get steak. All right. Those are the two steakhouses near my house. So that's where they came to mind. So let's say you're going to go to Outback tonight and you are going to go get a steak. You're very excited for the steak. Um, you start to think about what am I going to get as my sides? You know, is it going to be a potato? Is it going to be French fries? Maybe that Caesar salad. You start to think about this whole experience in your head of what dinner is going to be like tonight. You pull into Outback. You go to the hostess station. The lady or man seats you at your table and instead of handing you a menu, the host proceeds to tell you that, you know what, tonight we're doing something very special. It's going to be chef's choice. So we're not handing out any menus tonight. It's going to be chef's choice. We know you're going to love it. Enjoy your meal. All right. All right, this sounds like a fun game to play. I've never done chef's choice before. I've always just picked out the steak I wanted to. But wow, if the chef is choosing, maybe, you know, he or she has a better idea of a better cut of meat. Or, you know, now you're all excited because you're hungry and the chef is going to pick out this great meal for you to enjoy. What could be better? And so you're sitting there waiting for your food. Again, you're hungry. You had a long day. Maybe you had to sit in meetings all day or listen to somebody talk. And now you're at this table. And all of a sudden, your server brings out your food. And guess what? It's grilled chicken, potatoes, and green beans. What? Grilled chicken, potatoes, and green beans? Are you kidding me? This is chef's choice? This is what I'm paying all this money for? This is supposed to be exciting? I am at a steakhouse. This makes absolutely zero sense. I want steak. I drive to a steakhouse. Why am I getting grilled chicken? Now, in all fairness, it's not that you hate grilled chicken. It's not that you hate potatoes or you even hate green beans. It's all fine. It's just not what you expected. And because you're an adult, hopefully because you're an adult and you're in public, you're not going to make this scene and complain, but you may. You may start whining to the people you're eating with or to the table next to you. Are you kidding me? Grilled chicken? I don't want grilled chicken. I want steak. Is this starting to sound a little familiar? This is exactly what happens to our kids or even our spouses, let's be honest, or the people we're living with. This happens to them at night as well. They go into the meal with an expectation. You know, I'm not going to lie. My kids probably always are hopeful for chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, you know, some of their favorite foods. So when I sit, like last night for dinner, we had salmon, <laughs> broccoli, and a bean salad. And some of them were like, oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, I really, really want, didn't want this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I spent all this time making this food, you know, taking time out of my schedule to feed you guys well. 
I don't want to hear you complain. It's not that they're trying to be jerks. I promise you. It's just that they had this expectation in their head of what they were hoping dinner was going to be like. And when you just set a plate in front of them that doesn't have any of the foods that they were expecting to be there, they're going to complain. Just like you would complain if you went to a steakhouse expecting a nice steak and instead handed a plate of grilled chicken. See how this works? When you post a meal plan ahead of time, you allow those other people in your house time to process the information. So that way they're not, you know, being, that's the word I'm looking for here. You know, they're not just completely out of the blue hit with a different meal. I'm telling you, I used to see all those complaints as a sign of ungratefulness. Now I just understand it's a sign of unmet expectation. And I'm okay with that. So the remedy to this, the solution, is post the meal plan. When you post the meal plan, it allows each person in your family to see what is on the table, what's coming up, what's on deck, what's next. And again, I have to go back to my opening statement. It doesn't mean that your kids will never complain again. I did not promise that. I just promise that they will complain less in the moment. And again, sometimes this is the win we've been looking for to keep us motivated, to keep us wanting to cook for these people each night. I don't know how many memes I've seen along the years or along the way of, you know, these women that are like, why do I have to cook for these people every single night? And we laugh because we all can, we all can resonate with that statement. When your kids, when they see what's for dinner, say Tuesday night, and they realize it's not their favorite foods. What they most likely will do next is look at, the, look at the plan and see what's on deck for Wednesday night. And if they notice that some of their foods are going to be on the plate Wednesday night, it will help them tolerate Tuesday's meal. Because they realize, all right, I just have to get through today because tomorrow is going to be something I enjoy more. And it helps de-escalate the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm the anger, the frustration in the moment. Again, I tell my kids, I am on your side. I work really hard to balance meals, not only in terms of health, but in terms of everyone's favorites. But in my house, there's a lot of people to please. (laughs) And there's a lot of favorites. And so not everybody is going to have all of their favorite foods on the plate every night. It just isn't possible. I want to make this a good experience because I like to cook for these people. I, I want to do this long term and I want to teach them how to do it so they can then turn around and do it for their families moving forward. This is the way you get your family to complain less. Now, how do you post your plan? Well, honestly, you've got lots of options. Some people have these really cute chalkboards in their kitchen 
or um, some people even use a whiteboard because you know it's just real simple and easy to wipe off. Um, you can get fancy like me. Uh, I just basically slap the meal plan on the back of one of my kids' homework papers and stick it on the refrigerator with a magnet. If you know me personally, you know I am the most low-key person ever. And so I remember we had a chalkboard at one time, but I think it got knocked off the wall by one of the kids. And then I think Jim painted because, well, while the chalkboard was down, we might as well repaint the kitchen. And then it never got hung back up. I think that's the story. But, um, yeah, literally, I take one of the girls' homework sheets because they're the only ones that are bringing homework sheets home right now. And I turn it over because I am not wasting paper. And I will write out the meal plan on the back of that homework sheet and slap it on the refrigerator with a a magnet. And, guys, if you need a magnet and you're local, you're in the Limerick area or close by, you can stop into Body Metrics. Our, you can stop into our business, and we have great, family-friendly, colorful magnets that remind you to eat a rainbow every day. So, if you need a magnet to put on your refrigerator to remind you to eat healthy, as well as to post the meal plan for everyone to see, I want you to stop in at Body Metrics. Tell them you heard this podcast, and we will give you a magnet for free. That is how much I believe in this tip right now. All right, guys. Simple, easy, yet profound. I promise you, promise you, I wouldn't tell you this if I didn't believe it. I want you to give it a try, and then I want you to let me know if it works for you. Like, I want you to go find me on Facebook or Instagram. Our handles are at Body Metrics Health. You can even go to our website, which is bodymetricshealth.com. And you can, I think there's a place where it says contact us. You can leave me a message there. You can call our office and you can leave me a message there. Or you can even leave this podcast a review. And in your review, you can tell me if this tip worked for you. All right, guys. That's what I have for you today. Let me share with you your recipe. Um, It is spring. Our garden is in full bloom. I shouldn't say full bloom, but the spring plants are in full bloom. And so one of our favorite spring plants in the garden is our rhubarb plant. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily eat rhubarb. Something I grew up eating Uh, My grandma would always make strawberry rhubarb sauce, and it was one of my favorite things that I looked forward to eating whenever we would go visit her. And so I'm going to give you a strawberry rhubarb sauce recipe today. Only four ingredients. Again, guys, you know me. No fuss, no drama, keeping it simple. This is something, um, this is a great recipe you can mix into yogurt. Uh, Or you can even mix, uh, or I should say not mix, throw over top of pancakes in the morning. Um, All you need is four ingredients. You need one cup of strawberries, and you can use fresh or frozen. You want to slice them up. Uh, Two cups of rhubarb, and you can dice that. A half a cup of sugar, and a quarter cup of water. How easy is that? Next, you're going to mix all four of those ingredients in a saucepan about a medium-sized saucepan, and then you're going to cook for 10 to 15 minutes 
over medium heat until the rhubarb is tender and the sugar is completely dissolved. And that's it. Really, really simple. Really, really tasty. Again, great add-on to yogurt just to give it um, a sweet flavor, especially if you're mixing it with that Greek yogurt, plain yogurt. Um, or you can add it as a topping to pancakes, waffles. I mean, you can also put it over unhealthy foods like ice cream or pound cake or things like that. But, you know, let's balance our sweet rhubarb sauce with some healthy foods like a plain Greek yogurt. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. I can't wait to hear if this podcast was helpful to you. And I hope you have a fabulous day. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.